Okay, Demarcus, we're excited to be here with you. Awesome. Thank you all for being here. If everyone could um, please close their eyes and just take a second to be present and to feel the Creator's love and light. Infinite Creator, we thank you for this evening. We thank you for the opportunity for, to gather and to learn and to share from one another and to fulfill your desire to experience yourself as self teaches self and as self learns from self. Um, we ask you that that um, inspiration and information is given and that all take something away from this presentation and their um, everlasting journey to get closer to you. And uh, all these things I ask in the Infinite Creator's name, Amen. Alrighty, y'all. So I'm gonna get started. I'm gonna share my screen. Alrighty, can everyone see my screen? Okay. Okay. So today we are going to be talking about the densities, the metaphysics, and the characteristics of the densities. There's a lot of information out there on the densities, so my presentation is really just going to be um, touching on more of the fundamental things and kind of the basis and just a glimpse into the densities. So I'm going to give a brief intro, then we're going to get into the metaphysics of the densities and then the uh, characteristics of densities one through eight. Alrighty, so first off, what is a density? A density is a level or cycle of consciousness, uh, a level or cycle that consciousness evolves through as it carries out the creator's desire to know itself in this particular creation or universe. So you can kind of think of the densities as different levels or different planes. Ra sometimes uses the term dimensions interchangeably with density, but they are essentially different levels of being that consciousness advances through as it is experiencing itself. And so our universe is comprised of seven densities, with the eighth one being the beginning of the next octave. Now I play piano, and when Ra, as I was reading the Ra contact, and when Ra brought up the octave, I was kind of elated, because I was like, yes, he's finally using an example that I can relate to. So here in music, we have a scale, and the scale is comprised of eight notes. As you can see, you have C through B, which are seven, and then C is still included in the original scale, but it also counts as the first note for the next scale. So if you look at the music scale here, kind of consider this bass clef to be the last density and this treble clef to be this current density. So you have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and then you have eight, but eight also serves as one for the next octave of notes. And that's exactly how it works uh, for the octave of creator. The creator advances through the seven densities of consciousness and then the eighth one marks the end, the completion of this octave and the beginning of the next one. So in order to understand the density, we have to kind of look at the metaphysics of the densities and what they're made of and how it works. So everything in the creation is made of light. Light is the third distortion and is the first manifestation of the logos or love. Light is quite literally the physical embodiment or physical manifestation of the creator's love and everything. And light is the only physical thing that technically exists and is what the densities, both time, space and space time are made of and everything is light. Light is a product of pre-consciousness, uh, pre and because of this, light is intelligent and malleable and is also influenced by and under the direction of consciousness. Photons are what atoms are. Uh, photons are what's at the core of atoms. You know, when we're growing up in school, we learn in science that our physical matter is made up of atoms. So when, as I was reading the raw material, I was like, well, how does the photon fit into it with that? 
All you have to do is do a quick Google research and find out that photons are actually at the core of atoms that then make everything up, that make everything else up. So this is kind of how I view light. This is a scene from the matrix where Neo sees through the illusion uh, of the matrix for the first time and sees it for what it actually is. So this is kind of how I view light to be. You can see here in the picture, everything is made of the same type of code yet it has different formations and all of that good stuff. So that's kind of how I view it to be in our illusion. Everything looks to be so solid and separate, but yet it's already just made out of the same stuff, just vibrating at different rates and with different energy fields. Vibration. So vibration, the vibration of love and consciousness is what causes the photon to rotate at various angles and speeds. And this causes the photon to vibrate and condense into the elements that make up all of the densities. Each density has its own rate or intensity of vibration that is substantially different from the preceding one. So the rate of vibration for the third density is a huge, huge difference from the rate of fourth density and so on and so forth. The more concentrated with love a photon is, or the more power that is present within that photon, the more intense its vibration will be. And when the intensity of the vibration increases, this leads to an increase in information. And so cool likens this to a diamond increasing in uh, facets. So here we have an example of geometry where we have the same shape, but in three different dimensions. So if we were in the, for instance, 2D squared, you could only go forward, backwards, left and right, that's it. But in the third dimension, not only could you go forward, backwards, up and right, you can now go up and out. And that would be imperceivable to the two-dimensional, say there's an ant on the square, he would have no idea of being able to go up and out because all he's used to is just being able to go left and right or backwards and forwards. And so as the photon increases in vibration and information, then that also changes the environment as well. The increase in vibration information of the photon causes a change in the environment that these photons make up. And a good example of this can be seen in water. So if you take water in its liquid state, when the molecules in water slow down, they become more solid and form ice. And then when the molecules in water, when they get excited and they start moving really fast, they transform into water vapor. So that's kind of a, a, a basic idea of how the vibration between the densities work. So for instance, our third density just seems so very solid and so real because the rate of vibration is so much lower than say that of fourth or fifth density. If fifth density entities were to come to us, they'd probably just be like a light blob. We wouldn't be able to probably perceive them as individual entities just because the rate of vibration is so much higher. And so this changes the laws of physics and the abilities and the limits of consciousness and the overall way of life in those planes. So for instance, Rod tells us that although it is not uncommon or unheard of, it's not very common for third density civilizations to achieve interstellar travel, just because space is just so vast and it takes more discipline of the personality and technology in order to achieve that. However, in fourth density entities are able to achieve that because the change of the environment allows them to do that. Now, they still have to travel in vehicles, but their technology is still a lot of years ahead of us, and they're able to do certain things that third-density entities aren't able to do. And versus same thing with fifth-density entities, they're able to travel in thought. They no longer need vehicles. So you can kind of see the step up as you go up in densities and how the abilities uh, change for the inhabitants of those densities. Another example would be healing. Here in the third density, if I cut myself, I put a Band-Aid on it, and it'll take about a couple of days to heal. 
But in the fourth density, for fourth density entity was to cut themselves, they could heal themselves almost instantaneously using their mind. All densities occupy the same space, they just vary in vibration. And here I'll lift a quick quote um, from Hatan. Someone asked him, where are you at this space time? And Hatan replied, we are near you, but in a different density. So at all times throughout our lives, we are constantly surrounded by higher density entities. We just have no way of perceiving them because the rate of vibration is so much higher than ours. And now we're going to get into the individual densities. So the first density begins in timelessness. It is the cycle of awareness and it corresponds to the red ray or root chakra. The first density is the foundation for all that is to come. It is traversed largely in timelessness until space-time is realized. And it consists of the elements earth, wind, fire, and water. And in the first density, fire and air teach the earth and water awareness of being and to form and create an environment suitable for life. So for those of us in astronomy, into astronomy, we know that when a planet forms, it's pretty much a big hellscape. There's no chance of any type of life to take form until first density starts, um, takes effect in the, like set so the fire in the air, teach the earth and water to form and to become viable for life. Over here is a quote from Ra, says, I am Ra. You may see the air and fire of that which is chaos as literally illuminating and forming the formless. For earth and water were in the timeless state unformed. As the active principles of fire and air blow and burn incandescently about that which nurtures that which is to come, the water learns to become sea, lake, and river, offering the opportunity for viable life. The earth learns to be shaped, thus offering the opportunity for viable life. Next, we have the second density. Uh, the second density is a pretty long one, and on Earth, it lasted approximately 4.6 billion years. It is a cycle of growth, and it corresponds to the orange ray chakra. Uh, the second density is the cycle of movement and striving towards the light. It consists of everything from single-celled microscopic organisms at the lower end to advanced animal and plant life at the upper end. So everything from bacteria all the way up to lions and tigers and bears is comprised within the second density. Second density entities um, share what's called a species mind. So you have, uh, for instance, a school of fish or a pack of wolves, pack of wolves or a herd of flock. They all share a kind of group mind per se, not the group mind that's before density, but more of a species type of mind. And so when one part of the pack per se is hurting, then all others will come in and help that to kind of heal the pack because they're pretty much all one. There is no veil, so they're aware, but they're not yet self-aware. And that is a characteristic that marks third density. And so how do second density entities strive for the self-awareness? Well, there's um, a different, there's a variety of ways. And so normally, um, second density entities will be invested by third density entities. So a planet that has a both population of second density and third density, what tends to happen is third density entities will invest in second density entities in the form of love, in the form of pets or plants. You can see that a lot here. A lot of people have pets and what they're doing is they're investing their love they're investing their light into these pets and because of that the pets um are the pets develop a sense of individuality and when they develop that sense of individuality when they die they no longer go back to the herd or pack mind but they go on to be an individual mind body spirit complex now for a planet that does not have a third density population natural catalyst will eventually draw the second density entity to start noticing things to start moving in a certain way that starts 
displaying self-awareness. So for instance, species starting to interact with each other, or the hummingbird may start to one day actually start listening to its notes instead of just passive, passively doing it. And those type of natural catalysts will start and put the second density entity on the path to gaining self-awareness. And there's also members of the Confederation who, speci who specialize in aiding second density entities. They beam their love and their light um, and to help those entities and kind of get them on the track to becoming self-aware. Our bodies are second density. They came from the great eight species. Uh, if you were to take our remove our consciousness from our bodies, our bodies would be able to sustain, probably not for too long, but they would be able to go on their own and they have their own instincts and all of that good stuff. Third density. Duration for third density is 75,000 years, and the average lifespan in third density is 900 years. It is a cycle of self-awareness, and it corresponds to the other ray chakra. Third density is the density of the choice, either service to others or service to self, and is the first of the activated spirit complex. Uh, third density consists of mind-body-spirit complex, complexes unique to the planet. And so this is the first time that an entity has any sense of self-awareness and separation. And this is the first density. Also, this is the only density where the veil is present. And so because of that, all things are cut off, all former knowledge, previous lives, incarnations, lessons, all of that good stuff is cut off. And we all know this is because the sub-logi wanted to in intensify the experience and of polarization. It is also the shortest of the densities, and the average lifespan is 900 years. If you look in the Old Testament, you'll see a lot of figures who live to be either around 900 or over 900 years. Um, that has, obviously, people today don't live to be 900 years old, and that's because throughout Earth's third density, it was determined that we weren't processing catalysts um, efficiently enough, and so the lifespan was dramatically reduced. Our third density is made up of heavy chemical um, vehicles or bodies as well as environment. So things take longer to manifest per se. For instance, like I said earlier, if I cut myself, I can't instantly heal myself. It would take a while for that to happen. Their density concluded on Earth during the summer, uh, the winter solstice of 2012. Um, so I think we should do like a 10 year anniversary party of that. But Earth is no longer in third density, it's transitioning into fourth density. And those are their, their density strive for the lessons of love. Fourth density. The duration of fourth density is 30 million years, if not harvested sooner. The average lifespan for fourth density entities are not is 90,000 years. And this is a cycle of love and understanding. And it corresponds to the green ray, uh, the green ray chakra. Fourth density is for those who have made the choice, join those of like mind. So fourth densities where the service to self and the service to other paths separate. So in third density, they're kind of united. Everyone's trying to make their choice. But in fourth density, they go their separate ways and they pursue their paths further. And this is the birth of the social memory complex. And what a social memory complex is, is pretty much a central database of all of the experiences from every single member in that social memory complex is made available to every other member. The environment for 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 density is electrical or astral. So when we dream at night, people consider that to be the astral realm. You'll often hear of astral projection. 
from what I understand, that is the same material or type of environment that Fort Density is made out of, which is, uh, I feel is kind of what raw, why Ra had such a hard time trying to explain the environment because it is so difficult. I mean, so different from our physical environment here in Third Density. Fort Density entities, they still uh, travel in vehicles, especially lower Fort Density entities, but like I said earlier, their technology is still light years away. So even though they still have to travel in, say, UFOs or craft, they're still able to interstellar travel in large distances at shorter times. One of the things uh, Fort Density is, Fort Density will often lead to martyrdom. In Fort Density, it access the density of loving and understanding. So people are just bursting at the seams to serve and would do almost anything to love others and to serve those who are in need. And that includes giving up their own life. Now, the issue with this is, yes, it's great and all for service, but that you're ending your incarnation early. And so martyrdom is kind of one of those things and probably one of the major catalysts that Fort Density entities have to navigate through. And that's something they really one that that kind of exploration is not completed until fifth density they also strive to learn the ways of wisdom to be harvested to fifth density now harvest to fifth density unlike harvest to fourth density where the individual is tested harvest to fourth uh, to fifth density depends on the social memory complex as a whole so like i said in fourth density everyone it becomes like mine everyone becomes one so graduation to fifth density is dependent upon the social memory complex as a whole versus all for just one individual. Here, Raw gives a few explanations of what fourth density is and what it is not. That which fourth density is not, it is not of words unless chosen. It is not of heavy chemical vehicles for body complex activities. It is not of disharmony within self. It is not of disharmony within peoples. Is not within them a possibility to cause us disharmony in any way. Approximations of positive statements. It is a plane of a type of bipedal vehicle which is much denser and more full of life. It is a plane wherein one is aware of the thoughts of other selves. It is a plane where one is aware of the vibrations of other selves. It is a plane of compassion and understanding of the sorrows of their density. It is a plane striving towards wisdom or light. It is a plane wherein individual differences are pronounced, although automatically harmonized by group consensus. So after graduation from fourth density, you then enter the fifth density. The fifth density, uh, the duration is 50 million years, and it is a cycle of light or wisdom. And this density entities learn, entities learn the way of wisdom, and you can either do that individually or at the social memory complex. Um, I know from my readings at the channels that fifth density is really spent in isolation or alone. A lot of entities will spend their time in fifth densities alone and going through their catalyst, processing their catalyst and learning. For instance, um, the fifth density negative entity that was attacking Carla throughout the raw channeling was located on a fifth density planet in a cave, and he was projecting his consciousness to where Carla was in order to intercept and stop that contact. And so here in fifth density, they look at service, but through the lens of wisdom. And so they learn to serve without martyrdom. And as I stated earlier, they travel in thought. Ross says that virtually no positive fifth density entities travel using vehicles. They all have the ability to travel in thought. 
one of the things that sets fifth density apart from the lower densities is this the, this is the first density where the entities have the conscious control of their bodies so they are able to change their appearance almost instantaneously at will and so because of this raw says that fifth density entities sometimes look like us and in our standards we would consider them to be very beautiful because they can change their appearance at will they can completely disintegrate one form and bring on another one anytime i hear about shape-shifting aliens i just assume they're the fifth density since they can change their appearance sixth density the duration of sixth density is 75 million years it is the cycle of unity and it corresponds to the indigo ray chakra the sixth density is raw's current density they are two and a half million years away from seventh uh, density harvest so they have traversed the majority of the sixth density. Sixth density is also where the majority of wanderers hail from. Here in sixth, dens in sixth density, entities learn to balance and blend the love gained in fourth density with the wisdom learned in fifth density. And the Confederation sometimes refers to this as compassionate wisdom or wise compassion. And what this does is when you unify the two and you balance the two love and wisdom that generates a sort of power and service that is not available in the densities below it it is also where the service itself and the service to other paths reunite ross says that the two paths reunite as those on the service itself path realizing that they cannot successfully successfully master the lessons of unity without opening their hearts to others switch their polarity to the positive so negative entities, once they get up to about the mid-sixth density point, they there's some type of tension, and they, they realize that they can no longer advance without opening their hearts, without accepting that the person next to them is also the creator. They can't move forward. They can't advance in their power until they accept that all is truly one. And so this is where the service to self path kind of disappears. Ross says that in their sixth density, they have become light since they realize in that density that light is really the only thing that exists. So they themselves have become light. It is common for sixth density entities to reside within some bodies or self logi. And the reason it, uh, of this is because they're striving for that unity and that oneness. And so a, somebody being a sub logi is one of the closest things to the unity of the creator. So that's kind of their way of being close and connecting to that ultimate unity as they strive to become that unity again in seventh density. Ra also says that they are beyond time and that they are able to be with us at any time. So they could have been building the pyramids and channeling car through Carly at the same time. Like for density entities, they are also able to travel in thought instantaneously. They're way more self-realized, way more advanced. And so they're able to do these things instantaneously. The higher self is given to the mid-six density self, which I'll get into in the next slide. Six density entities strive for their lessons of foreverness, which brings us to the seventh density. The seventh density is the cycle of foreverness, and it corresponds to the violet ray. It is the density of completion and turning towards timelessness or foreverness, joining, uh, rejoining with the creator at its conclusion. It is also known as the gateway density. Pretty much it's where an entity will turn back from their entire soul stream, all of their entire experience in the octave, they're pretty much turned back on that and then face forward to the creator and have their eyes set on rejoining with the creator, becoming one again. But this is pretty much where the river merges back with the ocean. And so as they do this, right 
as they're turning back, as they're getting ready to pretty much drop their individuality and start striving back towards unity, what they do is they create a very complex and intricate thought form, and that is given to the mid-sixth-density self, and that is what our higher self is. Entities in seventh density, they strive to become one, and so they expand their consciousness out so far to the point where they just pretty much become everything. And this generates, this causes a sort of spiritual gravity. And when enough spiritual gravity is obtained, they then remerge back into the creator, which manifests in our third density as a black hole. On the other side of that black hole is the eighth density. It is the beginning of the first density of the next octave. It is both omega and alpha. The spiritual mass of the infinite universe is becoming one central sun and creator once again. Then is born a new universe, a new infinity, a new logos, which incorporates all that the creator has experienced of itself. The latter eighth density would be the beginning of the next octave. Our, the nine members who sit in constant uh, session of the Council of Saturn are in density entities. And we also know that there are entities from the next octave or eighth density entities traveling back and helping out here with this one. We know that they're providing the light for the harvest and that they're also helping um, Ross says that they're helping the Logos in its uh, completion. So we don't know much about the next octave, but we do know that entities are coming back and helping out. And that is all I had. That's awesome. Short presentation tonight. Thank you. Thank you. Um, <clears throat> let's open it up to some reflections or comments or, or thoughts that emerged, um, questions, and kind of get a dialogue going. I wish I had this um, the first time I had finished Law 1 to, like, break it down so beautifully because, you know, you're just so, you know, I won't, sorry, I won't speak for you guys. My head was swimming, you know, when, you, when I was first introduced to that content, you know, even just trying to adjust to the language of how it was spoken and then trying to break down and analyze and process the information that was being received. This is just put out so beautifully and clearly and succinctly. And even your art was really helpful, your art choices. Um, so I, I wish I, I had this back in the day, but it's still super helpful and really nice to just see it visually laid out the way it was. So thank you for this. Great. Thank you. DeMarcus, could you go back to the slide on vibration, please? Absolutely. Thank you. I was trying like furiously to take notes because I'm one of those people <laughs> and I was like I can't write fast enough no you're fine I talk fast I need to slow it down no you're good thank you so much I I mean if you felt like sharing the slides I would be like eternally grateful because I'm one of those people oh yes yeah we definitely I, get this yeah, post them on slack right I think so yeah if he'll post them on slack and then um I will cut and paste and put it in our our uh, blog along with the podcast so people can listen to the whole thing again and then go through the slides as well. Beautiful. 
While uh, Alyssa's writing that down, uh, let me ask you, Marcus, would you say that then kind of in the same way that we have a compassion for second density, that we have this, this longing, this drive to care for plants, for, for animals, for pets, would you say that same uh, compassion is just multiplied even more so for fourth density, how they relate to us or fifth density, how they relate to us? Most definitely. And that would be the reason why they're a launderers because they care so much because they love and they want to guide, they risk it all pretty much to come here. So definitely as you know, the, the higher densities for sure care for and love and invest in the densities lower uh, beneath them, just as we do for second density for, for sure. It seems to me that the very nature of the one infinite creator is to have a, a transcendent quality and an incarnative quality and then an indwelling quality. And the transcendent mm -hmm. quality is, is always going to be some level that's transcendent to another level. And that transcendent level is, um, by the very nature of love serving the lower levels and it is could be you could see it as a gardener or you could see it as some way of active love being service and it's it's a choice but it's also the very nature of love um so it's the divine infinite creator working in through and as the higher levels just as we would garden the second density, there are others that are gardening us. And that's just the very nature of love. What would you say DeMarcus, that that resonates or makes sense? Or what are your thoughts? Absolutely. Like I said, you know, that that's the whole reason or purpose of wanderers is they see the suffering, they see that the need for love in lower densities. And so they give themselves to that. And also, um, I mean, that was one of the reasons Jesus was an upper fourth density wanderer. That was one of the reasons he came here because he saw that the third density people on earth were in struggle, were a loss. And so out of his love and his care, he chose to come here and be a way shoulder for that. So most definitely. Neil asks, does anyone know anything about sub densities? For example, a density within a density. Um, I, I'll speak to it really quick and then I bet somebody will have a really good uh, also comment. The way I've understood this, I don't know if it's right, it's probably pretty distorted, but let's take third density. We could almost pair it up to saying 3.1, 3.2, all the way to 3.7. And there's a progression of these densities. Um, and or maybe, maybe it'd be 3.6, uh, 3.1 to 3.6. And uh, we are in Earth in space-time. I'm assuming we're going to be right at that 3.6 level where we're just about to shift over into um, 4.1. And then we'd be beginning at the first density of the fourth, um, the first sub-density of the fourth density. Um, and that kind of corresponds a little bit to our chakras too. Um, so anyways, does anybody have any thoughts? Maybe I'm, I'm totally off on that. Austin, you, you, <laughs> you're going to know a lot about this stuff. What are your thoughts? 
Um, well, thank you. Uh, Rod didn't really say that much about subdensities. They kind of referenced that they were a thing. And I just kind of imagine they're a, a microcosm within third density of the macrocosm of what DeMarcus was just talking about. And I feel like it's kind of what makes learning about this stuff relevant to us. You know, we can look at this grand kind of journey we have through the cosmos and then we can see how it relates to our journey through third density in our own lives. And I think that would be like the subdensities of this microcosm, what DeMarcus just talked about, but all shrunk down into our own experience. Yeah, DeMarcus, I have a quick question. This, this actually goes well with, um, I guess, Alessia was talking about vibration. I read this a few days ago and I have it highlighted. It's it's in session 32 and it goes with what Neil asked about subdensities, I think. But it says, uh, Ross says, the nature of vibration the nature of vibration is such that it may be seen as having mathematically straight or narrow steps. These steps may be seen as having boundaries. Within each boundary, there are infinite gradations of vibration or color. However, as one approaches a boundary, an effort must be made to cross that boundary. These colors are a simplistic way of expressing the boundary divisions of your density. There's also the time-space analogy, which may be seen as the color itself in a modified aspect. I guess my question is, in relation to vibration, if fourth density, you know, vibrates faster than third and fifth to fourth and sixth to fifth, and if the essence of light, the you know, the possibilities, the infinite possibilities grow and shape and form as the vibration increases, is it safe to say that in these infinite gradation of vibration of color within, I guess, this yellow ray, their density, the higher we vibrate, the closer we move to fourth density. Am I reading too much into that statement from Ra or is, um, um, I guess, and how do you measure vibration, I guess, is the second part of my question. Because if there's an infinite gradation of vibration or color, then it really is um, infinite, I guess. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, I kind of see it, for instance, as they're going through the yellow or third density in the upper parts, it'll be kind of start to be yellowish greenish. And then eventually, it'll be discreetly just green. And that's what Rob's talking about, that effort. You have to put an effort forth in order to cross that discrete boundary. And so, um, and in terms of, and to answer your question, in terms of an individual, that would be based on you know, polarization and how much you're, you're being, how much uh, the rate or intensity of vibration you're being is able to handle. Of course, if you're able to accept more love with a more open heart, you'll be able to withstand a more intense vibration, which then, proceeds you forward into graduation into the next density. Um, as far as the environment, such as the earth, that's more of a kind of a physical transition that kind of goes on its own. Our surrounding environment is transitioning. The photons that make up, you know, the molecules and everything is increasing in vibration. So that um, I think is, is what's going to, it's going to take a while for our environment to completely reflect um, for density, if that answers your question. It does, yeah, and I guess the effort that must be made to cross that boundary would be... I would say the choice, polarization. 
you have to yeah, have a certain, yeah. there's a certain criteria in order to make that leap or that jump into the next density. Some people can come very, very close, um, but until you're at that 51% service to others or 95% service to self, then you unfortunately have to repeat, I'm not unfortunate, but have to repeat their density. Right, right. Cool, man. Thank you. One way this might look in a in a daily way, and this is again a speculation, but I'll run it by you guys and see what your thoughts are. When Ra talks about um, crossing that boundary into fourth density, love and light to be able to withstand that. And what, what does that look like in a daily way? One way that I've kind of understood it is to be able to withstand the purity of the mirror of ourselves and other people but specifically ourselves, that would be um, a nice harmonious balance of the lower chakra triad, particularly the orange chakra of self. And here's an example. Let's say I'm with somebody, a client or a friend, or even myself, you know, I struggled with this too, where I'm real good about maybe helping other people or feeling like I'm helping other people and I'm serve serving other people. But let's say um, I'm a recipient of gratuitous grace from somebody where it wasn't merited on my part. Or let's say I may have offended somebody and they forgive me completely without any preconditions. Um, and I've also met with people who felt like they did something so egregious that they were incapable of even talking about wanting to forgive themselves. And uh, when that happens, you almost feel like they're burning with shame. So shame has a fiery kind of feel to it. You know, the fire on the <laughs> the ears kind of get hot and there's this red flush of shame that kind of overcomes us. Um, and that is almost a burning, which is what it kind of feels equivalent to what the Bible talks about in terms of like the, the hell, because shame is a kind of its own hell and it's a burning. And to be able to see that shame, process it, forgive, go through that and embrace the self as someone who is, um, it's okay to, to make mistakes and it's okay to be forgiven and to fully accept that. That is often very difficult to do and people will do this. I can't see the light. I can't stand the light of pure love and light. I can't do it. I'll give and give, but I will not forgive myself. I'm just going to look away. And that could be a kind of way to um, not be able to withstand the purity of the love and light that is... Um, necessary to enter into fourth density proper. I don't know. That's just a thought that I had. Does anybody, maybe I'm wrong or any thoughts on that? No, I, I think that's right. Cause when I was, when I, I was so caught up on the vibration slide after kind of thinking about everything else, because I think on a, like you said, Doug, on a day-to-day -day basis, when we are confronted with love, right? Like just like unadulterated forgiveness and peace and love from someone, our environment changes, right? Like, like we just cannot keep the same understanding of the way that we used to do things. And that can also be for us if we give that on to people, right? Or we impart that kind of grace or peace or forgiveness onto people. 
you kind of force people out of their shell, right? You force them out of the box that they put themselves in, and that's the change in environment um, that we see, right, with each of the the um, density movements, right? And so it is like a little microcosm that's happening around us that asks us to change environment, I think, um, by imparting like this un, un like unshameful love, like this complete um, and utter love onto others and onto ourselves and onto just whoever is around us. And then that change kind of like moves us closer to the fourth density, right? So it looks very small, um, but when it, you know, compounds with a lot of different people and we create better environments just, you know, overall, then we're all kind of slowly moving ourselves forward. So that's why I was like, oh, that's the good slide. Go back. <laughs> it was like right at the beginning. Well said. I have a burning desire to at least make sure I get to um, let DeMarcus know how much I enjoyed that clear uh, presentation on the densities. Um, really helpful, great review. Uh, one, one thing I've always been a little curious about um, is when they talk about time and the densities that uh, seem like time isn't so relevant, I guess. It, in your presentation, you talked you talked about uh, in sixth density the ability to uh, transcend time, and um, I always thought it was kind of weird that they talk about lifespans as years, uh, which is great from our frame, but always felt like it. How could that really apply in some in that in the other higher densities? Um, first of all, thank you for your compliment, you know, it means a lot. From what I understand, you know, so for instance, a fourth density entity's average lifespan is 90,000 years. Um, they're, of course, going to be experiencing time totally different th than we are. So when we see 90,000 years, we're like, oh my God, that's a long time to be in an incarnation. But like I said, we have to remember that they're in a totally different environment. Time, physics, everything is totally different. So they're, they're going to be experiencing time a lot differently. So, you know, 90,000 years... To, you know, that sounds like a lot to us, but to them, it may only feel like equivalent of 80 years per se. And so, um, you know, like so as you go higher in the densities, time does hold less in their sway. Um, it is such a thick illusion here within our density, but as you go up and up and up, then, it, like I said, it becomes almost pretty nothing. I heard an analogy of about a fly, like when, when you try to swat a fly, and and they just they just especially with your hand and they just see way before you even want to go there <laughs> and, and so our understanding of time is we think we're real quick but the fly is you know winking at us as they've gone by before we even start the, our movement um, and so for us we're going quickly but for the fly we would be going really slow yeah, for sure. Kind of reminds me of uh, bullet time in the movie, in the Matrix movie, where, you know, they shot the bullet, but, uh, you know, the, the Sentinels, that was really slow, so they saw the bullet coming, and they could just move out of the way and just not be in the path of the bullet. And so in our time, they're going, shoot, 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 shoot. But, you know, in their time, they're just like, oh, bullet's coming. Well, I guess I better go on and move. 
you know, and that type of deal. So interesting. One thing that's always intrigued me about third density and the fourth density phenomena of the social memory complex is that um, in third density, we have seed form thoughts that will be fully consummated in fourth density. And one of those seed form thoughts that emerge in third density, I have often thought is this sense of ecclesia an ecclesia, which you may be familiar with, um, is in Spanish is iglesia. And that is church. The sense of church and ecclesia coming from the Greek, uh, meaning a, a community of like hearted mind, heart together, like hearted individuals for a common purpose. And that was the original meaning of ecclesia. And so then we get this sense of, um, like even building forth here, is this sense of moving together with one heart and mind towards sharing love and light with each other and with the greater world. That is consummated in a macro level in fourth density. But this notion of church, if you will, um, hopefully removing some of the distortions that comes with that word. But it does indeed speak to our third density desire for the fourth density um, culmination. Yeah, I, I think that's a result of the what Raw calls the natural spiraling, spiraling light. So how we all have that just inner pull towards evolution. And as we get towards the end of third density, I think that's kind of where that starts, you know, we have that inner urge, it's almost kind of like we know that it, social memory complex is coming eventually down the line, but here we are in just the beginning of it. So I agree. Yeah, Ra has a line where, well, no, sorry, they ask, you know, if I think of building a ship, will it happen in one of the other densities? And then Ra says, like, that will happen, that could happen, and that is happening or something and uh that's that's led me to think i mean i think just so many thoughts on a day-to-day -day basis and i'll be like man like dude i really like man that guy is an asshole i hope he like gets what he deserves and i'm like oh shit did i just create that in fourth and fourth density like did i just create that and i'll be like yo I, I take that back i take that thought back i don't want that to happen and i'm like oh crap is time such that I just created a whole timeline where that happens and it plays out and maybe man, but I don't, I don't know. I think that when I start thinking of time, especially with the life, 10 past lives, hundreds of thousands of past lives, it really it kind of baffles me how even the pre-incarnative choices, how the guides have such a spread of information to plan and link up and think of all the probabilities and possibilities. And, um, yeah, it really does baffle my mind too. That's sure. why I'm tired right now. I'm doing so much in all these other densities. I gotta go take a nap right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
also, I think our particular third density experience on Earth is a prized opportunity for wanderers and, and people coming from higher densities because uh, Ra uses a funny word, etolated. I think it's the right word, etolated or etolated. Yeah, etolated. But it means that in fourth, fifth, and sixth densities, this whole sense of karma and consequences and catalysts and all of that is just happening so slowly because it's just so harmonious um, that it actually takes that long for processing to happen. And I think because of the complexity of the Earth's third density experience, um, and maybe I'm wrong and I'd love a, someone else to have a different opinion, I think that our there's sixth density, fifth, sixth density, uh, good things, lessons happening right now in what we would consider consider conventional knowledge could really be fifth and sixth density work. So, for example, good counseling that uses um, some of the stuff that's coming out these days, like acceptance, commitment therapy. Um, the work of Brene Brown, things like this, I think is uh, dealing with really high level, advanced uh, wisdom coming from what others who would maybe blast through in harmonious third density, harmonious fourth density, harmonious fifth density, and then and get into the sixth density to like raw and say, oh, crap, like, there's so much that we we laser rocketed up to this level, but our robustness is just lacking. So they get connected as the gardeners to us. And then it's through us, they actually expand in in a much broader, more robust um, uh, lesson for themselves. Like we are their teachers, even as they are our gardeners in a sense. Um, and so we are really lucky to be here in this third density experience on earth. Yeah, I'll add to that. Um, I've read in some Confederation channelings, a lot of them say that we, even though it, you know, Earth seems like a hellscape and it's hard, you know, that it really does produce great fruit and that, you know, we'll see it after really this incarnation because of some of the members of the Confederation said that they had a more harmonious third density and they kind of eased the way through it a little bit, which caused issues in the higher densities that cause them to have to wander back and deal with versus those who have a kind of tough third density. They refer to it as boot camp. They kind of come out a little more sharp um, into where they, they've dealt with, they have to deal with shadows and certain catalysts and things in that tough third density that they won't have to deal with in the higher densities, which would then take way longer to complete. So yeah, even though it is tough, like you said, Doug, is definitely a huge benefit especially for those that are native to Earth's third density and everyone who's gotten the opportunity to take part of Earth's third density. Mm. I know um, Ra, they even said they 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 had a harmonious third density, so they breezed through fourth density, but they had a hard time. They had more of a harder time in fifth density because of that, because they were so harmonious and kind of just breezed through it. Fifth density, they had to really sit with themselves and look at themselves and progress through that and deal with those things that they didn't have to do within their third density. And they were still super naive and sixth density when they were dealing with us. 
Um, it sure is time. Oh, did anybody have one last comment or thought? I was just going to say real quick. I thought in these uh, sessions, Ra did a great job of illustrating how the veil and just the the gravity and the visceralness uh, of what we how, how how much everything matters to us. Death for most people up until a certain point of evolution is so real that um, you know the idea that without the veil it's all good you know uh, it just didn't it, it just doesn't have, have the, the force um, the weight the weightiness of it so I think that that part that we experience it's experientially experientially what we might call hard that weightiness of it is the very thing that is the power of the expansion that we experience through it. Oh, that's a fantastic comment. Yes. Amen. Amen. All right. Hold on. My own, okay, Father Alessia. Yes, Father Alessia. All right, my friends. Close your eyes. Take a good stretch if you need it. You've been sitting. Take a nice deep breath in. And breathe out. Creator, thank you for bringing us here together and offering us the opportunity to discuss ways that we can guide each other, that we can love each other, that we can love others as well. Thank you for showing us your pathways and thank you for your peace and your grace and your calm that you offer us when we feel tied down or lost. Um, you all, your light always guides us back to the path that we need to be on. So with that in mind, let us carry love in our hearts as we go throughout the rest of the week for Thanksgiving where I'm sure we will face many different challenges in many different ways. Um, and let us remember that each and every one of us has a special path towards peace that we can take others with us hand in hand. Amen. Amen, amen. Beautiful, amen. Beautiful. God bless yeah. everybody and we'll... DeMarcus, thank you. Fantastic yeah, job, home run. Thanks, DeMarcus. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. Thank you, DeMarcus. Thank you. Blessings. Good night.